Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome to our 84th live stream of the season. It's pretty amazing how far we have come so far, and I want to give you all a shout out as well. Thank you so much for uh, subscribing, for liking, for being part of the show, for interacting with us in the chat. I know we only got one game left this season as Kings fans, but we really appreciate you all, and we had a wonderful time uh, reporting on the Kings for you guys this season. So, Calvin, before we start the show, I think we got to just give a RIP to Dwayne Haskins. You know, very, very unfortunate event. I know many people still have lots of questions. I saw the police report, and it didn't really clarify anything. But yeah, I don't think they know what Very, very sad event. It's and, incredibly uh, sad. Prayers go to him and his family. All right, so... Back on the Kings. Unfortunately, the Kings do lose tonight. The Clippers, going into this game, were on a three-game winning streak. And now they're on a four-game winning streak, Calvin. They started off so hot in this game. The Kings just couldn't make a bucket from the start. I think there was like three minutes left in the first quarter. The Kings were down like 15. And I was looking at ESPN chances of winning. And they already had the Clippers at like 98.7% chance of winning, which is absolutely crazy. The Kings just couldn't stop the three. Same thing as all season long and probably the past five years that I can remember. And uh, they couldn't make the three as well. Yeah, this was worse than just not being able to stop the three. I mean, you know, sometimes Paul George, great player. uh, He hits a few shots with a hand in his face. But Marcus Morris, um, it was basically shoot around for him. There wasn't anybody within 10 feet, I'd say, of him on most of his three-point attempts in that first quarter. Robert Covington had a couple threes that were incredibly wide open as well. The Kings looked like they were playing four-on-five in, in that first quarter. It was <laughs> it was very, very atrocious <laughs> to watch. But it's the end of the year. You know, we've already said these guys, it, it's hard to get up for these games, and especially after you've been beaten down all season long and you're playing a lot of minutes. Um, they, they just – we're not ready to play today yeah yeah make sure you guys stick around with us through the rest of the show here we are going to talk about the Dante DiVincenzo situation uh, what James Ham said about him and his contract situation we're going to talk about coaching staff and those reports that came out earlier today Uh, but we're going to finish up the recap of this game first so Calvin there was some rumblings that maybe we'd see Kawhi Leonard in this game He did not play. Um, You know, many consider him the best two-way player in the NBA. Paul George is a great two-way player. Underrated, I would say, actually, as a two-way player. You look at this team they got. They just traded for Robert Covington a few months ago. Another Powell just came back from injury. Another awesome two-way player. This Clippers team really has a lot of talent on it. And if Kawhi can come back anytime soon here, you know, it's looking up for the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously have to see what Kawhi looks like when he comes back. But Paul George, since he's come back from also a pretty serious injury, looks like he hasn't missed a beat. As you mentioned, this team is very loaded with talent, and I certainly wouldn't want to play them 
in the first round if I was Phoenix. That That's a tough eight seed to draw, especially if Kawhi is back. And as Priest says, two more days until basketball at the bar, Calvin. Are that's you excited? Right. Oh, I'm very excited. I am. I'm excited for the playoffs, the playing tournament, to cover all that. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you guys join us on basketball at the bar. We'll put a link here in the chat for you all. So, interesting. We got to see uh, Keita play in this game. Yep. I know many Kings fans are like, where's Keita? Where's Keita? Dude, that block that he had in this game was incredible. That was incredible. the most exciting play of the game for the Kings. That was that one incredible. Block. Yeah. I thought he had a great game. But let's uh, let's jump here into the box score and take a look. Uh, Davion leads the way again for Sacramento, as you mentioned at, at the top of the show. 22 points, 7 assists. Only two turnovers tonight on 10 of 18 shooting. So it, he had a pretty good all-around game. It, you know, the Kings were just never in this one to begin with. <laughs> Damian Jones struggled today. Uh, 12 points, four rebounds, two assists. He did have four steals somehow. I, I'm not really sure how he ended up with that number. But Damian, I, I think you're starting to see teams take note you know, of him in particular. He's probably showing up a lot more on scouting reports now, obviously because he's starting. But he's also really played very well over the past couple of weeks. He probably hasn't seen many double teams at this point in his NBA career. He's mm -hmm. starting to see a little bit of those now, and you can tell it makes him very uncomfortable so far. So he's, he's still got some things to work through. When um, you play on teams like the Warriors and the Lakers, oh, yeah. well, there's well, nobody to double team exactly. you. <laughs> you barely get on the court, first of all. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, he, it's just an adjustment phase that, that he's going to have to go through. Uh, and, you know, he probably – if he does come back to Sacramento, I don't expect him to be the starter right away. So it's not like this is a problem, you know, that I think you would have to be really worried about with him. Just a just a different look. Uh, and then the Kings really emptied the bench tonight. Uh, the bench played almost as many minutes as the starters did. 27 for Jeremy Lamb, 23 for Josh Jackson, 19 for Keita. You know, those are, are minutes that we really are not used to seeing out there. But when you when you're down basically 20 points the whole way mm -hmm. that gives the opportunity for these guys to get in. Keita did perform well, I thought, in his 19 minutes, 10 points, uh, only one rebound, but two assists and two blocks, including that monster one in the third quarter. But the, the Kings, as you mentioned, they just couldn't buy a bucket today. 44% from the field, 25% from three, and 62% at the foul line. The Clippers shot nearly 50% from three. So you're, yep. you're, again, having a huge, huge hole to dig yourself out of. And talk about emptying the bench. The Clippers had seven yeah. <laughs> guys play off the bench in this game. Yeah. Oh, and, and we can't uh, not give Paul George credit where credit's due. Career high, 12 assists tonight. He was uh, a magician with the ball, really, in that first half. I, I thought he was – his playmaking and his, uh, his decision-making overall was as good as it could be. Yeah, the Clippers played everybody tonight, not named Kawhi Leonard. All the starters, all the bench players, they put them all out there. You know, many of us were hoping that maybe they would bench some guys considering they've already locked in their playoff positioning at this point. But, no, they are building I mean, chemistry. These guys They're, haven't played a ton of minutes yep. together over the course of the season. They just got Marcus Morris back as well not too long ago. So, yeah, they, they've got to get these guys some, some minutes and some reps before the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, you mentioned Damian Jones. Four steals for him tonight. I thought that was pretty impressive. 
And, you know, I love the effort and the energy by Davion Mitchell on the defensive end of the floor late in the game. Did you see him get on the ground and steal that ball from Paul George? Yeah. That was a great play. It was. Uh, This dude just does not give up. And, you know, we talk about defense being contagious, and hopefully this will start to rub off on some of these other guys. I, I get the feeling from Davion Mitchell that it doesn't matter if this team's down 50 or if they're... 30 games under 500, he does not care. He's going to try on every single play, and I absolutely love that. You know, we've talked about potentially trading him this offseason, not that we'd want to trade him, but that everybody is open as far as bringing in more talent. I would really like to see Davion Mitchell stay on this team because I think when you're changing a culture, and that's probably the Kings' biggest need here, right? 16 years straight of missing the playoffs through two different ownership groups, and uh, I just want to mention, they've lost more seasons now with this new ownership group than they and lost with the Maloofs, with the Maloofs. which yep. is pretty wild. Yep. But Davion Mitchell is a culture changer, and uh, I, I really hope he's here uh, next year. I really do. And I hope they can add some talent as well. Did you see in the, what was it, the no, first quarter? No, I think it was in the second quarter where the clock stopped moving in this game. It, it didn't move for oh, like yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. And Katie's like, what's going on here? Why is the clock not moving? <laughs> the referees didn't even notice. The Clippers got a really long possession, ended in a three. Mm. Not that this is going to change the game at all. Yeah. And, it you know, we, we talk about everyone's having fatigue, right? Like this is our 84th live stream of the season. Imagine if we were going in the playoffs. We'd, have, we'd hit 100, right? Yeah. But – even the referees well, we with another channel that you can watch us on. Yeah. Even the referees are feeling it at this point where I have a feeling they probably notice and they're like, this game doesn't even matter. <laughs> like, come on, just let them go. Yeah. You, you could have stopped the clock for an hour and it, the Kings wouldn't have made up any ground. So the Kings lost this game when they got off the bus. They sure did. They really did. Uh, any other thoughts for you? I mean, I see Harrison Barnes only three points tonight and he was fourth on the team in minutes. Pretty surprising. Only um, four shots for him tonight. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to say that the Kings are like running the tread off of Harrison or anything like that. But the, I think that he's he's clearly fatigued, and you know he's being asked to do more than what I think his role is right now. And so, unfortunately, when that happens, he has games like this. He'll also have games where he scores twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. But he, he just didn't have it tonight, and, um, you know, the, the Kings are, as Ray said, they, they've mailed it in. So. I mean, you, you look at this stat line. This is a guy that we've talked about has been one of the most consistent guys on this team who always puts an effort. 26 minutes, only took four shots, had two free throws, missed both of those, five rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers, no fouls. Dude was not involved in the game. Not involved. Not involved no. at all. And I don't blame him, honestly. I really don't. At this point, it's like, what What does this even matter? Maybe if you're a younger guy, you're like, I still need to prove myself. I need to do this, that. Yeah. Harrison well, Barnes I mean, doesn't need to prove himself to anybody. He doesn't. But the, the counter argument to that is these guys are all pros, whether they're rookies or 10-year veterans, right? Yep. Like, you you still you get paid to play. So you should come out and, and put forth your best effort every night. That being said... Um, it, it is a very long season, and when you lose more than half of your games, that makes the season a, a lot longer. Um, so, I, I, you know, I definitely 
understand kind of where the the mentality or the the emotional fatigue part of this would set in for some of these guys. You mentioned three point shooting in the game, almost fifty percent for the Clippers tonight. I, I mean, it was shooting from around. the field. So these pros today shoot the three incredibly well. So yeah. if you're not going to be within five feet of somebody when they're shooting a three, there's a pretty good chance it's going to go in. Yeah, and if I were to think of a, of one of the best three and D teams in the league, the Clippers have to be towards the top of that list with guys like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, you know, Robert Covington, a, a bunch of those guys just play great defense and they shoot the ball incredibly well from deep. They shot 48.8% from three-point range and 48.8% from the field in this game, right. which is incredible. And they and scored the, 21 threes in this game. Right. That they In the first quarter, I thought they were going to set a record, actually, for most threes made in yeah. a game, either a franchise record or a league record, because it was just every possession was a wide-open three. And this is what the Clippers have done all season long. They've been mm -hmm. in the top three or four uh, team-wise in three-point percentage. Luke Kennard has shot over 45% from three for most of the season. He's led the NBA in three-point field goal percentage. So this is exactly who the Clippers are, and there is no team out there that they would rather play than Sacramento because they defend the three so horribly. And we let them get away with it, Calvin. Yeah, we, they are who we thought they were. And we let them get away with it. Only seven threes for your Sacramento Kings tonight. And that's... I mean, they had four threes late in the third quarter, so they were able to get a couple gimmies in the fourth. But this is just, like, this was not a real game. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it was not a – there was no chance from the beginning of this game. Anything else that really stood out to you in, in team stats other than uh, the Kings were never up and the Clippers were up by 23 at one no, point? No, I, I think, uh, yeah, there – when you when you have a game like this and you look at the team stats, obviously it shows that the Clippers dominated this game. But unfortunately for Sacramento, it doesn't really show how much the Clippers dominated. I mean, you, you just see like, oh well, they had they were up by as many as twenty three, and uh, they shot ridiculously well from three point and all that stuff. But if you watched the game, you yep. you would think it was even worse than that. Yeah. What's up, Patrick? Good to see you. Glad to have you on here live. Steven, good to see you. Steven says, did you guys hear about LeBron telling AD he was leaving the Lakers? I did not hear about that. I don't um, know how true that is. There's going to be a ton of these stories flying around for the next you know, yep. three or four months. So maybe it's true, maybe it's not. There's also a story out that said, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Coach Frank Vogel apparently would sit down in, in the huddle during games and say, We've got LeBron, AD, uh, Talon uh, Horton Tucker, Malik Monk, anybody who grabs the rebound, bring it up and go. Oh, yeah. And Russell Westbrook, according to the report, in the middle of the huddle, told him, fuck that, I'm the point guard, give me the ball and get out of my way. <laughs> so, I mean, it kind of sounds like a metaphor for what the season was for the Lakers. I don't know if that's true or not. but If, if you were to just tell me that quote and not tell me who it was, that sounds like Michael Jordan to me. Yeah. Right? Uh, may maybe a little bit. Other I than mean, the point guard part. But, like, yeah. give me the ball. Yeah. Get the hell out of well, my way. It, it usually worked out for Jordan. <laughs> yeah, you got to shoot a little bit better. The link you can read his lips. I saw that. I saw that video. I just can't really. I don't know, man. It, it's hard. 
It's really yeah. hard. It's Lip really hard. Lip reading can be a dangerous thing. Yeah, sometimes. if you guys ever watched Seinfeld, you remember that episode where they brought the lip reader in to yeah. read what they were, yeah, and it yeah. was totally off. I mean, they also have all those memes or, uh, you know, the the funny ads on YouTube where they do the fake lip reading for NFL and yeah. NBA games. Yeah, yeah. And even those, it's they look great. so, they look it's spot on, great. right? But it's yeah. that's obviously not what they're saying. So just lip reading is a, it's a tricky it's a slippery del- slope. Yeah, it slippery is very slippery. slippery. What's up, Mike? Good to see you here. We're going to talk about Luka Doncic and your Mavericks here towards the end of the show because uh, I heard his uh, 17th technical just got rescinded. 16th. Sorry, 16th. Would not have happened if he were on the Sacramento Kings. Just saying it. Just <laughs> saying it. I don't know it. about that. He'd probably pick up a bunch of technical fouls on a, a real bad team like the Kings. Anything else in this game that really – you know, stood out to you. I know we talked about the Keita block. Uh, I saw a couple good defensive plays and offensive plays by by Davion Mitchell. He seemed to bounce back offensively, shot a little bit better in this game than he did in the previous game. Um, but any other thoughts on this game? I mean, I know it's it's the second to the last yeah. game of the season. Kings are trying to get to that 30-win mark. Maybe they'll win tomorrow. Who knows? But the last time, I think the Clippers played the Suns the sun sat everybody like they did. And they came back and won. They yeah. were down by like 20 something. I think. Yeah. So we will, we will definitely see what happens as far as tomorrow goes, but as long as Mikhail Bridges is playing, I don't think the Kings have a chance for all you tank fans over there. You know, it doesn't matter what happens in this game. The Kings are not changing draft positions. So let's root for them and let's get a win. Will you guys ever have call in show? It's possible, Stephen. We thought about it. Um, we want to. Yeah. We definitely want to. The, the problem is trying to figure out the right uh, way to do that. Yes. That works for our production crew. Yes. Yes. That is important. All right. Moving on here, Calvin. I want to talk about Robert Covington. We saw him play a little bit for the Clippers tonight. Not a lot. I think he only played like 20 minutes off the bench, eight points, uh, made a three in this game, something he's very, very good at. I, for one, have been a huge Robert Covington fan for a really long time, ever since he was with Philadelphia. He signed that big four-year, $46 million deal, which for me is an absolute steal for a guy like this. But then I go and I dive in a little bit deeper. He's been on four different teams in four years. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm not sure he's lived up to that He's been productive on all those teams. But one of the biggest quotes that I read this week was from Paul George. And that was when Robert Covington arrived in L.A. after the trade, and he told him, look, Paul, you don't have to guard the best player anymore. I'll do it. That's what I want to do. I absolutely love that. And that is what the Kings need, right? Like we all say maybe Davion should go on the best player. Maybe De'Aaron Fox should go on the best player. But that really does take a lot out of you, guarding the best player. So having a guy like Robert Covington, who's maybe your – fourth fifth maybe sixth best player on offense can go out and guard a guy lock a guy down and make a wide open three when you need it i would absolutely love to have robert covington on this team and guess what calvin he's a free agent at the end of this season indeed he is we talked with i think it was matt george uh or actually it was i think it was me when i was on matt george's locked on kings podcast last week we were talking about Harrison Barnes and whether we'd trade him and and what exactly uh, we would want back from him because, you know, this league 
is a wing league, right? And the Kings do not have any wings, right? Like, they have not had many wings at all. Harrison Barnes and Mo Harkless were the only wings on this team. Then they brought, they made the trade, you know, you could say they brought in Jeremy Lamb. But Robert Covington, for me, would be an ideal replacement for Harrison Barnes if we were to trade HB to upgrade that two or that four position. And Robert Covington is a hell of a lot cheaper than Harrison Barnes as well. And I think he's turning 31. So uh, He's already 31. He'll, he'll be 32 this year. Okay. Um, I, I like where you're going with this. My, my only problem is... You know, I, I wouldn't say Robert Covington ha- is is done in the league. I think he can obviously still play. I actually didn't even realize. I'm just looking at his stats right here. He's also shooting 45% from three this year, which yep. is ridiculous. Um, he's only played 21 games is the problem. Yep. But He's not the solution. He's a stopgap He's not the solution. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how many really, really effective years he has left ahead of him, especially coming from the standpoint that like you said, this, this guy is supposed to be your lockdown defender, right? Mm-hmm. The problem with what he said to Paul George is that Paul George is better defensively on the other team's best player than he is. So it, it's, I think you're going to be asking a lot of him if you bring him into Sacramento and make him a starter. I think that the Kings would have to also fill out the roster with a bunch of other really, really good pieces like you said, it's not a it's not the answer to mm-hmm. the problem or the, or a solution to the problem. It is a step in the right direction, but I th- I would like the Kings to be looking at some other people before they give you know eight million nine million dollars a year to Robert Covington. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like he is like I said a stopgap guy. Where if you are trading Harrison Barnes to lock in a two or a four that's going to be with this team for the foreseeable future, maybe a Bradley Beal, uh, John Collins, you know, one of these guys, and you need a guy that can fill that wing spot. Robert Covington for me is the perfect guy. And I think we can get him at a great deal on that subject. Let's talk a little bit about Dante DiVincenzo. He is a restricted free agent this season. The Kings will offer him, the $6.6 million qualifying offer. But I heard some rumors today uh, from James Ham that there might not be, there might be some trouble in paradise. You want to uh, kind of break that down a little bit? Uh, yeah. So the, the report, as I'm sure most of you guys already know, uh, because, you know, that's Kings fans right now. Ha- that's the only thing that they have to look for right now is is reports like this or you know <laughs> stuff that's leading into the off season. Um, but basically people in Dante DiVincenzo's camp are unhappy with how his uh, minutes and lack of starting mm-hmm. uh, availability have been handled throughout the end of this season here. Uh, there's the idea behind it is that the Kings front office is trying to m- minimize DiVincenzo's uh, free agent marketability so they can sign him to it or have a better chance of signing him to an even uh, deal so it's this is a tough one to try to really figure out what's going on I I mean I think a lot of people are going to blame Alvin Gentry I saw someone say that earlier in the chat here and maybe the front office is really orchestrating this and Gentry is just kind of the fall guy for it Mm mm-hmm 
I, I'm not so sure. The, un- the only other thing I will say about this is I totally understand where Dante is coming from. You know, especially this late in the season when these games are basically meaningless. Yep. To to think that the the team has wanted you for now two years, they finally got you. Uh, he he's probably been told that his role is going to dramatically increase from mm-hmm. what it was in Milwaukee. So of course that's going to be disheartening to you. My only thing, problem with it is, you've got to earn that. You yeah. got to play like that. Yeah. And he's looked good in spots. Don't get me wrong. He's had good games. Uh, he's played really well defensively. We always talk about how great of a rebounder he is for a guard. He's been a little hit or miss overall, though. So it, it's I just see both sides of it. Like I, I totally understand throwing him out there in the starting lineup right now to give him a shot. And I still don't really get why they haven't started him. But uh, on the other side of that, I do think that you know, there's something about when you are a pro, you've got to earn your spot. Yeah. So let's take a look here at the numbers. So DiVincenzo was drafted with the 17th pick overall in the first round. If he would have had 80 starts during his rookie contract, he would have qualified as a full-time starter. He started 66 games for the Milwaukee Bucks. He hasn't started a single game for Sacramento, meaning he is 14 games short from qualifying as starter. Now, what that does is if he would have qualified as a starter, he would have been equivalent to the number nine pick as far as a qualifying offer. It would have been 7.9 million instead of 6.6. Now, you look at that, you say 1.3 million. What does that really do? It's a qualifying offer. I don't think the Kings expect to get him at 6.6 million, right? Like that is just a qualifying offer. You have to extend that so that he's a restricted free agent and that allows you to match an offer. However, that could affect him, right? Like I can see why his camp would not be happy. You know, I was watching the Kings beat today with uh, James Hamm and Brendan Nunez and they were talking about DiVincenzo and, and, you know, what to expect from him. They started going down a bunch of these guys that are similar 3 and D guys that play the same position and looked at their contracts. They looked at guys like Marcus Smart, Josh Hart, uh, the dude that got traded from the Lakers. Can't remember his name. Uh, was traded for Buddy Did Heald. This season? Traded for Buddy Heald? Yeah. Uh, Caldwell Pope. Oh, a three oh, and D guy in the trade that didn't yeah, actually happen. that didn't yeah. happen. And they were kind of breaking down all the salaries. Then they went through all those guys and they're like, is this guy a starter or no? And they went through them all and they're like, starter, not starter, starter, not starter. They landed on DiVincenzo and they said, is he a starter? What, what would you say? Uh, he's, he's in between right now. I mean, I agree with Sass. He, d- he deserves to start on yeah. this team. I mean, you said he's he, a he started 66 games for Milwaukee. That's not yep. because they thought he was the starter on that team. That, that was out of necessity. They had injuries, all sorts of stuff, and he filled the role for them. Um, Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, I, I do think he he deserves to start, but it's exactly like you said. Is he a starter just in the NBA in general? Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know how many teams, if you put him, if you were to move him on all 30 teams, how many of them would you say this guy is the starting shooting guard on that team? So Brendan brought up a good point in saying if this was last year and I asked you this question, if he was a starter, we both would have said yes. Yeah. Right? Starting caliber player, championship team, unfortunately had the ankle injury, missed the playoffs, all that stuff. But last year I would have said yes, he is a starter. Do I think he's the same player as last year? I do. I don't think he's gotten any worse. Maybe he's coming back from injury. He still has potential. I think he's only 25 at this point. A lot of guys get paid on potential. Then they go into the salary issue and, and what they expect him to get. You and I talked about this a few weeks ago. and We settled in the like maybe 10 to 12 million per season. I think it's going to be a little bit less than that. They're talking mid-level exemption, 8 million, maybe 9 million a season. How do you feel about that? Well, first of all, Ray, I would just like to reiterate what I just said a second ago. You're right. He did start on a championship team out of necessity, not because – I mean, if you look at that roster, even with him on it, do you really think that he should start? Who's he going to start over? Drew Holiday? Chris Middleton? This was before Drew Holiday. Uh, oh, the 66 games? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, look, I'm not trying to put him down. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just said I think he deserves to start for the Kings, absolutely. But I I don't like the comparison of the, him starting on Milwaukee yep. to him starting in Sacramento. It's not the same. But that's another thing too, right? Like maybe they're upset about him not getting the start for the additional, whatever, 14 games to make it at 80. Maybe they're upset that you are a starter on a championship team, and now you're not even starting on a team that won 29 games this season. That's got to be a huge blow to your ego. And everyone looking at it is like, you really want to re-sign with this team that didn't even win 30 games? You were just on a championship team starting last season. No, I, I mean, the bottom line of this story is it's unfortunate, right? Like, this is not what the Kings want going into the offseason, if these reports are true. And the other part about it is, you know, this is stuff that we're never – I don't think we're ever really going to be able to figure out what the the actual reason for this is. I mean, is Monty McNair really going to Alvin Gentry and saying, don't start this guy because we want a better chance of re-signing him in the offseason? Is no. Alvin Gentry saying to Monty McNair – you know, basically, F you, this is the end of the season. I'm going to play who I want to play. Yep. You know, those are things that we just don't know, and we, and we won't ever know. So it, I think we're all in agreement that he deserves a chance to start on mm -hmm. this team. Um, and you, you certainly don't want to irritate a guy that you've tried to get very, yeah. very hard for the past couple of seasons and you're hoping to bring back next year. Yeah, I mean – how often could you say that a team traded for me twice, right? Like how many guys could say that one team traded for me twice? Obviously the first trade didn't go through, but the Kings have definitely wanted this guy for a long time. I think they feel like he is part of the future of this team. But also at the same time, like we have talked about the two position has been a huge need for this Kings team. And do you want to start a guy in DiVincenzo through the rest of the season 
pretend like he's your guy for next season, re-sign him, and then you're able to get a guy like a Bradley Beal or another upgrade at the two, and then you're sending DiVincenzo to the bench making uh, $50 million or something like that? Like, maybe that's not the best move. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure either. I, I mean, I, I don't think the Kings... DJ, Look, the, you're the, right. The goal, yep. the goal of this offseason for the Kings is to improve talent. Yep. And if that's at shooting guard, then I'm going to take that. You know, I yep. mean, there are a lot of other players. I don't know how likely it is that Sacramento gets any of them, but there are a lot of other shooting guards in the league that I would rather have start than Dante DiVincenzo. So I, I'm just saying, you know, like no, no position is safe. I mean, we talk, we've talked about it with Fox, right? Yep. Yep. That's true. The goal is to improve this team. And on that subject, I want to give you all a tip in improving yourself. Support for Royal Rebounds is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ROYALFAMILY. All capitals, one word, ROYALFAMILY at manscaped.com. 20% off, free worldwide shipping. Make sure you guys go check it out. We save balls. And by my math, about 8 million of them, Calvin. And counting. And counting. I'm just glad the Kings didn't tank the season. I mean, they kind of did. They weren't trying to, but they did. It depends on how you define tanking. Yeah. There's different stages, right? They didn't Sixers tank or Thunder tank. Uh, They did the good old Sacramento tank. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's Dante, guys. Dante is from Devil May Cry. All right, here. Moving on, Calvin. Let's talk about an article we read this morning about the Sacramento Kings coaching search. I think it's official. We can all say that Alvin Gentry will not be the head coach of the Sacramento Kings next season. Uh, You know, for me, there's a bunch of guys that I could put in this list, right? Like, there are a ton. I'm not in charge. I'm not going to make the decision. It's up to Monty McNair. I, I think that Monty's done okay in his trades. I think he's done great in his drafting. Uh, So I trust him to make the right move. The one thing that I do really hope for is that the Kings do a real coaching search and they actually take their time. They sift through these applications and they, you know, pick a guy and stick with him. Right. Like the last couple coaches the Kings have had, they've kind of just rushed it. Mm -hmm. They hired Luke Walton just because he was available. He had just got fired by the Lakers and uh, I don't want to break any breaking news here, but I think the Lakers are probably going to fire their coach at the end of the season. It does seem that a way. A great yes. defensive-minded coach. And not that I want him to be the head coach in Sacramento, but he will be available. I just want them to take their time. They did the same thing with Coach Yeager. And I'm a big Coach Yeager fan. But as soon as he was fired by the Grizzlies, ownership was like, we want this guy, bring him in. We want him here. They did not do a like a a thorough coaching search. Now, this is something that I heard in the past week that actually kind of hurt me. But do you know who wanted to come to Sacramento when they hired Luke Walden? Uh, I don't know. 
He's uh, probably the 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 leader for coach of the year this season. Oh, Monty Williams. Yeah, Monty Williams. He wanted to come to Sacramento. They chose Luke Walton instead. <laughs> Did he? Is there a quote from him saying that? From can James Ham. Can I find it? It's from James Ham or from yeah. his mouth? From James Ham. From Monty Williams' mouth or from James Ham's mouth? From James Ham's mouth. Okay. But I well, trust I've, James. James, I respect and, you very, very much. But I still would like to hear it from Monty. All I'm saying is if that's true, that's brutal. Oh, yeah. And well, look, whether he wanted to come to Sacramento or not, the, the fact that it was even a possibility for them to – bring him on as head yeah. coach, and instead you go with Luke Walton. Obviously, everyone in hindsight now is going to say that was a horrible mistake. But here's the thing. Maybe Monty Williams gets hired in Sacramento. Do you think that the Kings are uh, the f- number one seed in the West No, today? but maybe he's fired already, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's possible. But So bottom line, do a thorough co- coaching search. Hire a guy and stick with him, dude. Like De'Aaron Fox, how many coaches has he had now? Three? Like, just stick with a guy. Let's go back to the article. Yeah, so, I mean, none of, none of these names are going to surprise everyone, but uh, Barry and I actually saw a couple different lists. The, the names are very similar across both of them. Basically, Kenny Atkinson, Mike Brown, Terry Stotts, Mike D'Antoni. Uh, am I forgetting anybody? Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford. Um, so, yeah, like the, we've been bringing up those names all year long. I mean, David Vanterpool is another one, um, you know, that I've seen here in the chat that m- makes a lot of sense. And I agree with you. They should be doing a f- thorough co- coaching search. They should be interviewing, you know, all the people that they really consider true candidates for the job. You have to be a little careful with that, though, because if you start interviewing too many people, yeah, you may end up losing out on the chance to sign the guy that you actually end up wanting to be the coach if you take too long. But – they, they should definitely do a thorough search. <laughs> do you trust Carmichael Dave? I do. Carmel, Carmichael Dave's been covering the Kings for like 20 years, man. I, I, I trust him. I do. No, look, I trust James Ham also. I'm just saying, how many people in the NBA world have you heard directly out of their mouths that they want to be in Sacramento in the last 20 years? <laughs> how many? How many names can you give me? That's Whether true. they're coaches or players. That's true. That's true. And also, too, like, there's smoke screens. Things happen, right? Like people pass on information to these guys just for the fact that they'll put it out there. And maybe it's not true. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I do think that whoever Monty hires, I think that he or she needs to stay through the rest of Monty's tenure. And they should not be fired unless Monty's fired. Right? Can we agree on that? Like, I mean, I don't know. Or longer. It, it, depends on, it depends on what happens. I, I certainly don't want them to give up too early on a coach. But to, there's just a lot of different things that can happen yeah. for me to, to say for their entire tenure. Uh, and I really like Terry Stotts a lot, too. Yeah, I think he would be a, a very solid guy for the job i mean you know all of these guys are not just qualified but we all kind of you know out of everybody's name that we just said in that list i've seen in this chat almost every single one of them chosen as the people that these that everybody watching wants to be their coach so it makes sense for all of these guys it's really going to come down to how the interviews go all the stuff that they're going to talk with uh you know to monty in the front office about the stuff that we're not going to hear 
you know, playing style uh, ty- types of players that they're looking to either draft or try mm-hmm. to acquire. Um, that's going to make or break who they pick for this job. Do you know uh, who Vivek's choice is? I do not. Doug Christie. I'm not surprised. Apparently, that's the one he's rooting for. So I'm not surprised. And Hopefully, I, he's not involved too much in the interview. I love, I love Doug Christie, but Vivek, please just stay in your lane. <laughs> please stay in your lane. Ray says, Kings need to hire a coach before the draft. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, I think it would be ideal for them. I, I don't know if it's absolutely necessary. I mean, I, I'd rather them settle on the the real coach that they want whether it's before or after the draft uh but no i i think that they will the king's front office will try to get this done before draft day yeah ray do you think that it really matters who the coach is as far as the draft goes like do you think that if they hire kenny atkinson or mike d'antoni that that's going to change who they pick in the draft or how they trade we we all expect them to try to trade the first pick anyway so Best available. Do, do you need a coach there to say we we agree to trade the pick yeah. to this team? No, you don't. But but I I don't. I'm not trying to discredit that comment. I do think that it's a it would be a good thing for the Kings to hire a coach before the draft. They need a coach as soon as possible, but they also need to take their time. It's a balance, in my opinion. It really is. I want a coach who's good at X's and O's and makes quick adjustments, like Nick Nurse. Sure. Why wouldn't you? think we all want that young guy you know that sean mcveigh guy you know that just <laughs> gotta rub it in again it just comes in here and, and and does something but like i said it's a balance right in between age and experience and you know if you're a team like the kings you can look at it a couple ways right like either you haven't made the playoffs for for 16 seasons you're free rolling so you can afford <laughs> to, you know, hit a home run in in this pick. Or you could look at it and you could say, the Kings need to nail this. They can't afford to take any risk on this, and they need to hire an experienced guy. I don't know how Monty feels, but, yeah. They they absolutely do need to nail this because the number one thing that's holding them back is defense. Yep. So if they get a coach in there who can actually get through these guys' heads how to play defense and actually make them do it, they increase their win total by 10 yeah probably yeah for me it's it's like they just need to learn how to guard the three point line i feel like <laughs> they that is how to been, learn how to guard everywhere <laughs> but that's been the problem in sacramento for like 10 years dude is is well, the three I mean, point line though a lot of teams in the nba have trouble guarding the three now that's just the way it goes because guys shoot so well at every position they stretch the floor so wide and you really have, you know, I was just talking to my dad about this. Teams like the Miami Heat are so a dime a dozen in this league. Yeah. Like, it, it is really difficult to get all five people to be able to rotate and cover the amount of ground that it takes to cover against NBA offenses today. But the Kings are so far behind everybody else. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, you know, minimal improvements here. They go from... 30th or 29th in defensive efficiency to to 21st or 22nd Mm -hmm. that i don't know if it makes them a playoff team but they're a much better team and that's a relatively small improvement well you look at miami heat they've had the arisons have been the owners for a while 
Oh, they sure. had they're, Pat Riley. They're one of the best run organizations, yeah. of course. They had but Pat Riley. They bring in their still, video coordinator. He's been head coach for almost twenty have years to now. Get guys like Duncan Robinson, who are one, maybe one of the worst individual defensive players <laughs> in the league. He plays good team defense on that team. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I'm I'm not comparing Miami and Sacramento. They're obviously very different organizations that have been on different trajectories for a long, long time. But that's what this team needs. So they, they really do have to nail whoever is going to be this head, the new head coach for this team. Priest said he'd rather have hemorrhoids than D'Antoni as coach. You, Man, you agree that's with that? tough. I wouldn't rather have hemorrhoids than D'Antoni as coach. But I've never had hemorrhoids, so I don't really know d- what they, they feel like. But it don't sound very fun at it all. It doesn't but. sound fun at all. And, you know, everyone that thinks that D'Antoni is just an offensive genius and does not know defense at all – I was in that camp a few years ago. Check out some of the Houston stats when he was the head coach the last couple of years. Their defense was incredible. Most people credit that to his staff, his assistants, but hey. doesn't mean he can't get those assistants to yeah. come to Sacramento. So that's the head coach, right? You yeah. take all the blame and you also get all the reward too. So yeah. uh, I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give it to him there. All right, Calvin. Let's talk about Luka Doncic in Mike's Mavericks. The NBA officially rescinds his 16th technical, meaning he will not be suspended for the last game of the season. For those of you that are not keeping track, 16, you get your seven, or sorry, you get your 16th, you're suspended for a game. When the playoffs start, it resets. You get seven on the seventh, you're suspended for a game in the playoffs. Luka Doncic has been arguing a lot this season. It's I, I've seen all the memes about him asking uh, or telling female referees that they're pretty <laughs> and all these crazy uh-huh. antics that he has. Are you worried if you're the Mavericks that he might pick up seven technicals here in the playoffs? Uh, that's an awful lot. I don't know if I'm worried that he picks up seven, but I will say this at one point. So Luca, you know, the NBA in general, everybody complains for the most part. And they complain too much. And there's a lot of very high-profile players that complain way more than they should. And Luca has been one of those players his whole career. Uh, I do give him credit, though. He, he did say at one point this season, he probably could have done it a little sooner, but he did say at one point this season that he was done. It, he agreed that it was a bad look for him, for the NBA, um, and he just wasn't going to do it anymore. And I think that he has been much, much better since he said that. I was surprised, actually, at this technical they gave him. You know, he I'm she was definitely complaining, but I, I'm not sure it really warranted mm-hmm. a technical. I'm also surprised that they rescinded it. But yeah, I do give Luca credit because I think he has been, um, you know, maybe not a hundred percent, but pretty close to a man of his word in that he's going to be better about talking to the officials because he was as bad as it gets yeah. before that. Well, depending on how this last games shake out the Mavericks are either going to play the Jazz or the Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs both of those are pretty good teams that are dealing with you know health issues injury issues are the Mavericks even going to play seven games in the playoffs it's possible I mean so look here's the thing about Dallas they've been an incredibly underrated team all season long obviously Luka has had a phenomenal year They've been one of the top three defensive teams in all defensive, most defensive categories for the entire season. 
Um, and it's it's very impressive what they have done to win 50 games, going through the whole Porzingis thing. That didn't work out. They trade him. Um, they pick up guys that at the time I didn't really think were going to do much for them. But Spencer Dinwiddie has been phenomenal. Jalen Brunson's had a really good year. And they are another one of those teams that plays really, really solid team defense. Uh, they play at a very slow pace. And th they drag games out. And if you have a guy like Luka as well as a bunch of other guys who can stretch the floor and shoot threes in a close game in late situations, they will take that every mm -hmm. time. So they're definitely a dangerous team in the playoffs. I think they have a much better chance at taking down Utah than they do at, at taking down Denver. But uh, just because Jokic, to me, is he's on another level right now. Like He's doing things that have never been done in the What's NBA going on before. with Jamal Murray? I haven't heard any, th any official reports on him yet, but... I think the Nuggets, well, I know the Nuggets are optimistic that mm -hmm. he could play in the postseason here. And Porter Jr.'s out. I don't out, think Porter right? Jr. is playing. Because I heard he was out for the regular season, but I haven't heard much about potentially postseason play for him. I don't think he's, uh, he's I don't think he's as close as uh, Jamal Murray is to playing. I think the doctor said he'd need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on here. Oh, official news came out today. Jamal Murray and MPJ are oh. officially out for the postseason. Well, that's that's a bummer for Denver, but yeah, I, I still wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs right now. Jokic, as I said, is the dude's just incredible and virtually unstoppable. Yeah, that is going to be a very good team next season. It really is. All right, guys, I want to remind you all that starting on Monday, April 11th, we are stopping or temporarily pausing our coverage on Royal Rebounds because the Kings are eliminated. There won't be any games to cover, <laughs> unfortunately. But we will be covering the play-in tournament and all the postseason NBA action on our second channel, Basketball at the Bar. I'm going to post it here in the chat. I would appreciate if you all go there and subscribe. We will be producing uh, content Monday through Friday, every single day during the week, uh, just having a good time talking about the entire NBA, the playoffs, the play-in. We would love for you to join us, be interactive in the chat. Vinny, cue the video. Yeah, yeah. Ball so hard, you better believe me, it's scary. It's basketball at the bar with Calvin and Barry. So put a tip in the jar, cause these dudes can really fill it up. Whether it's buckets you need enough just a beer in a cup. We're here, we're fresh, conversations, got some delicious, libations. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. My boys, got you covered like you being guarded by pay. From the glove to the claw, and everyone else in between. Calvin and Barry got everything that you need. So sit back, relax, because we're starting the show. It's basketball at the bar, grab your drinks and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Grab a drink and let's go. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Let's get it. Grab your drinks and let's go. Please make sure you guys go and subscribe to that channel so you can join us for all live postseason coverage. And, uh, We'll be posting a little bit here on Royal Rebounds, maybe a video a week or so, uh, you know, giving you guys some updates. We'll be covering, you know, the the draft, uh, the draft lottery, free agency, all that fun stuff on Royal Rebounds. So we're not going anywhere. We just wanted to start another channel so we could spend some more time with you all. 
who is the artist of the theme song. I like it. It's a guy on Fiverr who rapped it for us, but Calvin is the one that wrote the song. So I hope you guys all enjoy that. All right, Calvin. Last game of the season tomorrow at Phoenix. Anything you're looking forward to in this game? Anything at all? That's tough. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, what do they say on TNT? One, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go fishing, huh? No, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to basketball at the bar and covering the playoffs. I wish the Kings were in the playoffs, but yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. I, I mean, I agree with Sass here. You know, you are hoping to see a lot of Keita in this game. Um, him and JaVel McGee, I think would probably be a good matchup. I, I doubt DeAndre Ayton will play, but I'm not hundred percent certain on that. Uh, so I, I really love watching the Suns. like Mikhail Bridges yeah. is one of my favorite players to watch. Unfortunately, I don't have much good things to say about the Kings right now, but I'm excited to see Davion Mitchell. I'm and, excited and to thank see, you. uh, uh Namias Keita. I'm excited to see, you know, one more Kings game. And, you know, I know this is like, what, Calvin, our our second official season covering the Sacramento Kings. But this is our first season doing a post game live after every single game. We did miss one game this season because we were in Arizona for a bachelor party having way too much fun. We got but, a little carried away. But we had an awesome time with you all. And uh, we will be here tomorrow to uh, give you a shoulder to cry on or, or a beer to cheers and, and uh, all that fun stuff to wrap up this Sacramento Kings season. So please, everyone, go to Basketball at the Bar. Subscribe. Make sure you guys like this video. Subscribe to this channel if you are not already. Uh, thank you all for watching. We appreciate you all so, so much. Have a wonderful evening. In the meantime, go Sacks. Yo, yo. Ball so hard, you better believe me, it's scary. It's basketball at the bar with Calvin and Barry. So put a tip in the jar, cause these dudes can really fill it up. Whether it's buckets you need enough just a beer in a cup. We're here, we're fresh. Conversations, got some delicious libations. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. My boys, got you covered like you being guarded by pay. From the glove to the cloud, and everyone else in between. Calvin and Barry got everything that you need. So sit back, relax, because we're starting the show. It's basketball at the bar, grab your drinks and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Grab a drink and let's go. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. Let's get it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.